Do the Cowboys have a Super Bowl caliber roster entering the 2022 season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Landon's out today. He's still on vacation. He'll he'll be joining us next week. So today, it's just me, and I'm answering your guys' Twitter questions. So uh, if you can see this on the screen here on, on the YouTube channel, we've got some, some really good questions that we're going to get through. Starting with this first one, uh, it's from Johnny. He wants to know, do you think this roster, as it stands right now, truly has a chance or the ability to make a Super Bowl run? We've been let down with better rosters the last 10 years. So how do we be optimistic? It's a really good question coming from somebody who is generally pretty pessimistic about the Cowboys' chances of making deep runs in the postseason. But here's what I would say, just to kind of calm some of the nerves a little bit. When you have a top 10 quarterback like the Cowboys do in Dak Prescott, you can debate whether he's 8, whether he's 10. He's a top 10 quarterback by just about anybody you ask. You have a chance. And the Cowboys have an offense that's been really good whenever Dak Prescott's been healthy. It's the number one offense in the league in 2019 in yards, 2020 in yards before Dak got hurt, 2021 in yards and points. You have a chance. And then on top of that, when you have, I, I feel comfortable saying it now, a generational defender in Micah Parsons, you've got a ball hawking corner, Trevon Diggs, you've got a really good edge rusher to pair him with in Demarcus Lawrence. You've got a chance. And if you've looked at the NFC this year, I think the Packers are going to be good. The Bucks are going to be good. The Rams will be good. Outside of that, it's a lot of, Okay, maybe this is Trey Lance ready to go. And is he ready to, to take that step? We'll see. Are the Eagles really going to be the next team to take a leap with Jalen Hurts? We'll see. The conference is pretty weak. And when you have, again, you have a top 10 quarterback, you have a chance. So I don't know if you stack up their roster and you compare it to Philadelphia or Tampa Bay or the Rams, if it's good enough. But it's cert- if it's better than those rosters, but it's certainly good enough to win a whole bunch of games and to potentially make a run in the playoffs. So, again, I, I understand that this roster is not as good as it was at the end of last season. Uh, on paper, it's certainly not when you lose Amari Cooper and you lose Randy Gregory. But if Dak can play like the way he did before the injury and, or before the calf injury and maybe even better overall, you've got a chance. All right, next question comes from Christian. He says, why do I want to bet under 10.5 wins or whatever the total is set at? Yes, it's actually set at 10.5 wins at betonline.ag. And the reason why is because I think that's a pretty good number. I think 10.5 wins is where I would set the line as well. I think there's a good chance the Cowboys win 10 and 7. If they go 10 and 7, if I had to predict their record, that's what I would go with. But you're talking about one game difference, right? If 
one kick goes their way and they go 11 and six wouldn't be surprising at all either. I think it's a good line, but I'm not inclined to bet a line like that unless I believe that team is going to be two, three, four games worse. And as long as Dak plays 15, 16 games a season, they're not going to be that. They're not going to go seven and 10. They're not going to go eight and nine. They just, when you have a good quarterback like that and you've got good playmakers, as we just talked about, it's really, really hard to lose a lot of games. Uh, it's very rare that you see a top 10, top eight quarterback all of a sudden, you know, going seven and 10. It just, it just doesn't happen very often. So I get the pessimism. I understand why it would be tempting to bet the under 10 and a half wins, but the Cowboys should clean up in their division. Like I, I, it would be disappointing if the Cowboys were anything worse than four and two. And frankly, they should be five and one in their division and the rest of their schedule outside of the Bengals, Rams and Bucks games are not that difficult. Um, th- this team should win somewhere between 10 and 11 games. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to one more question here before we take a break. This one from at East Bay Trays. He wants to know, what is the one injury besides Dak in training camp that could kill our season? He mentioned Micah Parsons. That's a really good one, right? Micah is going to be the, the most important player on the defense, but that's actually not the answer that I would go with. I would go with CeeDee Lamb for a couple reasons. Number one, he's the only player on this offense right now other than maybe Tony Pollard, that has any game-breaking potential, right? Without CeeDee Lamb on the field, it's a really slow, not very dynamic offense. It's good, but just not dynamic. He's the one player that can create big plays. And as we've seen over the last two years, nobody creates a big play more frequently than CeeDee Lamb. Actually, he's got the highest big play per touch rate in the NFL. I believe 40 big plays since entering the rookie his rookie uh, season. The Cowboys need him to be a number one receiver. I think he already was last year. And without him, if he were to even go down for like a four-week stretch, a, a month stretch, I just don't see how the Cowboys can keep defenses honest. I think you would see a lot of teams moving closer to the line of scrimmage, daring receivers to beat them in one-on-one situations. I think outside of Dak, CeeDee Lamb's the most important player on the offense, um, even more so than – a Tyron Smith or a Zach Martin. And it's not to say that those guys aren't better players because I think they are. I just don't think the Cowboys can overcome a CD lamb injury for any length of time. All right, let's take a quick break to tell you guys about Dave. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really, really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help you get out and just a pin or get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That is more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you are in a pinch and you need some extra help, Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That is Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. 
instant transfer fees apply banking provided by evolve member fdic we also want to tell you guys about uh the new series that we're starting here called the nfl top 50 which nfl stars move the betting line the most starting july 18th locked on gives you the 50 most valuable players from uh in the nfl from the odds makers at bet online available july 18th on locked on nfl or wherever you get your podcast make sure you check them out on youtube Got a feeling that you're going to see a, a few Cowboys on the list and maybe even the guy that we just got done talking about a little bit. And you're going to maybe be shocked to see where he lands. So, all right, next question. Uh, we got one from Goran. He wants to know, oh, this is such a good one. If you could have gotten one of these three to stay out of trouble long enough to have an extended run with the Cowboys, who would you pick? Antonio Bryant, a oh, favorite of mine, David Irving, or Rolando McLean? Oh, it's such such a good question because you guys know I love all three of those. I think the answer for me is Rolando McLean. I think of the three players, he was pretty clearly the most talented. And we saw it during the 2014 season um, when Sean Lee was out and he was playing that middle linebacker spot. He was just he was unique, right? You just don't find six foot five, two hundred and sixty-five pound linebackers that can run and hit and cover like he did on top of that. He was so instinctful. Like he just knew where to go. Um, Landon tells a story all the time about being out in Oxnard and you know, him hitting the pads and hitting uh, the tackling dummies and the sound that he made, you know, kind of popping those pads sounded like a defensive tackle. And yet this is somebody who could drop back in a cover two and make a play down the seam like he did against the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and make a game-changing interception. It's a reason why Nick Saban called him, you know, one of the best players that he's ever coached, one of the smartest players that he's ever coached. I, I think in the right scheme, on the right team, um, he could have been an all-time great linebacker. I, I, I've, I've got no doubts about that. I, I think he was one of the most unique linebackers to come out of college in a long time. Uh, just, just such a unique player. And that's why, even though he was only with the Cowboys for a couple of years and that 2015 season, his play did decline a little bit. There's a reason why we talked about him all the time. He was just a special, special player when he was healthy and when he was right. David Irving's another good one because frankly, you just don't see six foot seven, 300 pound defensive tackles that move like defensive ends. Uh, we saw it in spurts and you even saw it for like a six game stretch where, he was one of the most valuable defensive players in the league, but um, never really all that interested in perfecting his craft. Um, so it's not surprising. Antonio Bryant, I think we kind of saw uh, what the ceiling was. It, not necessarily in Dallas, but in Tampa Bay. Later in his career, after he was out of the year for an, for a, a season, he came back uh, with Tampa Bay and you know had a 1,200-yard season and looked like a bona fide number one receiver. Um, so I, I think we saw his peak for a more extended time. Um, so yeah, I think all those are all three players that I all really enjoyed for, you know, bits and you know bits of time, but uh, good question. All right. Next one. Uh, this is a good one from Derek. Why didn't Tony Romo ever have a press conference with the Cowboys? This is something that I've wondered about for a while, because when you have big time players like this, that were, you know, for a decade, Tony Romo was the Dallas Cowboys 
what happened? Why wasn't why wasn't he um, why wasn't he given one of those press conferences? Uh, I have no inside information here other than I think there's some hard feelings. Um, I think Tony Romo believed in 2016 that he deserved the chance to win back the starting job after he got injured. Um, he was healthy midway through the season. Remember the Cowboys were eight and one, nine and one at the time. I think Romo believed that he had enough skins on the wall that he at least deserved the opportunity in practice and during that season to, to compete for the job. And Jason Garrett told him no. And I think that really bothered Romo. And the only time that we got to see him was one drive against Philadelphia in week 17. Um, and <laughs> led the Cowboys to a touchdown drive. His last throw in the NFL was a touchdown to Terrence Williams. I think he was upset with the Cowboys organization that, you know, whether it was Jerry Jones didn't step in, Jason Garrett didn't step in. I think he was frustrated. And I think part of Romo when he left to go to the broadcasting booth in 2017, I don't think he was completely done playing. I think he was waiting for the right opportunity. It never popped up. Um, and after a couple of years went by, I don't just don't think he wanted it anymore. I don't think he wanted to make it a big deal. Well, could it eventually happen down the road? Sure. I don't think the Cowboys are going to have a press conference necessarily, but could there be something where Romo announces his retirement on Twitter officially? Sure. But I think part of the reason why they never had the Jason Witten press conference or the DeMarcus Ware one, which they eventually did, um, is because there was there was some hard feelings there uh, from Romo uh, in regards to Jason Garrett in the, the, the Cowboys front office. Next one from Zach. Which defensive tackle is going to take the step forward and be the guy this season? Is it Osa Odigizua or Neville Gallimore? This is a tough one because Osa actually played more snaps last year than we've seen in Gallimore's career so far. Osa is more of the every down run stopping defensive tackle that you can play all over the place where Gallimore is more of the pass rusher, the get up the field and create havoc uh, guy. I, I, I like both of these players quite a bit, but if I had to pick one, my guess is it's going to be Neville Gallimore for a couple different reasons. I think the Cowboys need him to be a pass rusher more than they need Osa. I think they need Osa to be more, again, of the every down, plug away, do the dirty work inside, uh, and just play a million snaps for us, where Gallimore, I think he's going to be the player that's on the field on third and nine who needs to get up the field and create pass rush. We also see that third year defensive tackles, that's typically when these guys break out. It, it doesn't usually happen super early in their careers. Year three, year four, especially for a guy like Gallimore, who I believe is 24, 25 years old. This is the time. I, I think this is the season where you see him get six sacks, but the pressure rate is significantly higher the win rate is significantly higher and you don't go we don't go four or five game stretches where he has one or two pressures like he's consistently being an impact player on the defense not always again racking up the sack totals but somebody who is consistently creating pressure that's what the cowboys need and i think it's coming i think this is a big year for neville gallimore i i think the cowboys are going to give him every shot and every chance possible to, to earn more snaps and to become that 
you know, borderline Pro Bowl defensive tackle that they haven't had in a long time. All right, next question from Gorn. He wants to know, what do you think the Cowboys front office deems a successful season for this team in 2022? Does Mike McCarthy need to advance to the NFC Championship game in order to deem it successful? It's always really difficult um, because I think if you are a contender, you judge successful seasons based off Super Bowls. But I don't know if that's necessarily the goal for the Cowboys this year. I think if it was, I think you would see them go all in and you know try to keep Amari Cooper and keep Connor Williams and keep Randy Gregory, which they try to do. But I, I, you try to keep some of those guys. I think the Cowboys are looking at this year as we should win the division and we should be competitive in the playoffs. If we can at least do that, and I think I think we are getting to the point now where McCarthy needs to get past the wild card round. So I, I think that's the bare minimum for a successful season. But I think it's a couple of different goals. Win the division. If they do that, you check a box. I think that's a somewhat successful season. You win a playoff game. Okay, successful season. If you get further than that, you know I think all that's bonus. But I do think the division and winning a playoff game or making it to round two of the playoffs is the goal that Mike McCarthy probably needs to do in order to keep his job. Because if the Cowboys fail to make the playoffs or they, you know, they come in third in the NFC East. Yeah. I would be shocked to see Mike McCarthy back in 2023, but if they win the division and let's say they lose to Aaron Rodgers in the first round of the playoffs, I can see the Cowboys talking themselves into that being a successful season, despite you know not going further in the playoffs because of the, what the way you know the, how the offseason went. I I still think they view themselves as a competitive team that could win the Super Bowl if everything goes right, but they know that they haven't put all their chips into you know into all their eggs in the basket for this season. All right, let's do one more question. Uh, this one from Zach. Who do you see making their first all-pro team? Not Pro Bowl, but all-pro. Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, J. Ron Curse. I think it's for me, it's CeeDee Lamb. I, I think the, the Cowboys have put him in a position where he could potentially lead the NFL in targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns this year. They're going to feed him the ball. Now, he's not going to see you know, 192 targets like Cooper Cups saw last year, but I think the days of him having games where it's six targets, like th those are just not going to happen. Like he's going to get close to double digit targets every game. The Cowboys are going to find ways to get him the ball in space. They're going to, they're going to make sure he is a big part of the, the game plan on offense. So if he's, let's say he's 1500 yards and 11 touchdowns this year on 105 catches and the Cowboys go 10 and seven and they win the NFC East. He's making an all-pro team. It's going to be harder for Dak. It'll be harder for Dak, excuse me, because there's just so many other good quarterbacks in the conference from, oh, in, you know, in the NFL between Josh Allen, Mahomes, um, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and only one of those guys get, gets picked. Dak can have a fantastic year and still not be close to an all-pro selection. I can see it happening with CeeDee Lamb because I think he is a good bet to finish inside the top three, at least in yards, uh, catches, and touchdowns. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, want to make sure uh, you guys are downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. But we also want to thank you for making us your first listen today. 
Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Uh, you can check out the Locked On Cowboys podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, we've got shows coming all week long uh, next week with going back to a regular five-day schedule, so make sure you guys check out that. We're going to be looking at the Cowboys 2016, 2017, 2018 draft. We've got a special episode with Elliot Harrison coming up talking about one of my favorite Cowboys seasons of all time. Uh, I'll let you guys think about that one a little bit. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you guys here right here on the Lockdown Cowboys podcast next Monday. Thanks, everybody.